What is up, everyone, and welcome back to episode 26 of the Nonstop Baseball we Podcast. Back. We back. Nice and calm. I am yeah. here. I am Noah. I am always here. Yep. Most of the time. Yep. And, I, and I am Adam. I'm also yeah. always here most of the time. <laughs> and that's it. For yep. This week. And, and that, that is it. Brian is not here. Um, we'll give our, our listeners a chance to guess why. Mm-hmm. yeah take a take a shot in the dark you're what correct. could it be you're correct listener he is golfing <laughs> <laughs> this time at a tournament though yeah okay probably, i'll give him i'll give him the pass on this one yeah he's probably he won't get a phone call this time well yeah. he might get a phone call who knows nah. um but yeah he's probably hitting some bombs we'll never know <laughs> um <laughs> good for him good for him good for him um man this is another episode of Nonstop baseball podcast we're excited to bring it to you even though it's a, just a two-man cast this time we always have fun oh yeah um yes hit us up social media Nonstop bb pod as we're getting into the playoff race um Ooh. share with friends family give us some ratings reviews all the ways that you could support us. Um, we've gotten a few people reach out to us saying that they're um, enjoying the show and wanting to do some fun stuff for it. And we'll take anything you got. If you want to try and support us in any way, we appreciate it. Um, so shout out one time, our boy Riley. It was good to get in contact with him earlier this week. Yeah. <laughs> though i don't know if he, i don't know if he's listening he's not a Maybe. baseball guy but who knows <laughs> um but yeah it <laughs> was it it was an exciting week of baseball i know for you especially yeah. when, when i'm talking about it it's, it's it's sort of train wrecked now but it, it started it was real good it was real good so what happened well uh the blue jays uh, have decided, uh, dang it, we are going to be wild card contenders. And they swept the A's. Uh, and then they had a four game set against the Yankees. Uh, and they swept the Yankees. Uh, you love to see it because uh, uh, the Yankees suck. Um, uh, however, uh, Toronto's decided to lose to the Orioles, um, which is not, which is not a good plan. It's a bad idea. They, uh, they, they did all that work. They won eight straight uh, just to get within half a game of the wild card. Uh, and now, and now they're losing to the Orioles. Jeez. So it's a, uh, I don't know. They're a weird team. The Orioles have allowed 813 runs this year. Which That's is so many. It's <laughs> a lot of runs. I think uh, they're, the, they're the only team in the 800s, right? They're the only team in the 800s. And yeah, boy, Arizona's getting there, though. <laughs> yeah, but even still, like, they're – yeah, Arizona's getting there, but they're still ways away from where Baltimore is right now, which is yeah. just crazy to think about. I also think uh, cr- crazy to think about is that uh, there's not a single high-powered offense in the league that has scored 800 runs. Yeah. <laughs> And so, there are some high-powered offenses in this league. Yeah, where it's, it's closest is Tampa. Houston. Oh, wait, where's Tampa? Oh, Tampa's at uh, 
761. I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but every time I see Tampa as leading baseball and runs scored, it blows me away. Oh, yeah, I think it's I think it's like you you would think it'd be a team like Houston, which has like a tendency to like drop 10 on a team. But you get the run scored because Tampa just seems to score like five or six every single game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they're just a, they're just a good old baseball team out there in Florida. Um, but yeah, it's been an exciting week. The AL wild card race, as you mentioned, is getting tight. It's getting exciting. Yeah. The A's and Mariners now have the same exact record. They're both one game behind of those Yankees for that second wild card spot, and only two games behind of Boston for the first wild card spot. Yeah, there are like six teams that are all very potentially wild card, te- or maybe five teams that are all potentially wild card teams. No, yeah, and like that's kind of like I mentioned it last week. We're talking about those potential wild card teams and. I mentioned the Blue Jays. I was like, I know it looks like they're further out of it right now, but guess what? They're also going to be playing those Yankees and the Red Sox. So yeah, they have the best shot at gaining ground, you know? Yeah. And when you four games sweep the Yankees, that, uh, that, that pushes a lot of ground very quickly. <laughs> yes, exactly. And like, they're going to, yeah, that's just a, they give them credit. They had their opportunity and they took it. Um, but still now, like the, the freaking Mariners and A's only one game out of it now too. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, you never know. They're both five and a half back of the Astros. I know this entire year we've just been, we haven't even thought about anyone else other than the Astros winning the AL West, but same thing. If they get a series against the Astros and sweep them and things get well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, I mean, there's yeah. really, there's only like one division in the AL that's, true i guess maybe two but that are truly locked up like you know the central there's no shot that anybody catches the white Sox. it's just Mm -hmm. not happening um you know and catching tampa i just don't think is happening either but they're at least you know not nearly as far away as chicago is yeah and it it was interesting the uh, last night red Sox just started a series against the white Sox. Where it's just like you looked at the records and it's like, oh, their records are the exact same right now. And it's like when I, you know, when I think back at the, I don't know if that means I've not um, appreciated the Red Sox good season enough, or I thought too highly of the White Sox because I was like, oh, I thought the White Sox were better than the Red Sox, but I'm not, I'm not so sure yeah. anymore. You know? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like it depends on how you look at it, I guess. You know, I, I talked about it last week, but, you know, with the record that Toronto has right now in in fourth place in the AL East, if they were in the NL East, they'd be the number one team. You know, so it, it might it might be like, wow, this season sucked. Toronto, you know, is 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 in fourth, but like it's not a bad record. <laughs> Definitely not. And they've dealt with a lot of injuries. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you're pushing for a playoff berth this year, but you're feeling really good about next year, too. Yeah um absolutely yeah and giants got a nice little three game cushion on the dodgers now yeah they won eight out of their last 10 six in a row they got the captain brandon bell i don't know if that you was saw good that. yeah i did see that he's not wearing it today though i think the league may have talked to him i i looked at it and i was like is that electrical tape c on his chest yeah. and i was like yeah that's exactly <laughs> that's what exactly that is. what it was <laughs> is the captain um 
Yeah, Braves got a little bit more of a cushion now. And yeah, Atlanta, they've they've been playing well though. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people thought they were sort of down and out when Acuna uh, got out for the season. And then they just reloaded at the trade deadline and just pushed for it. And they've they've proven it. Yeah, I heard um, Alex Anthopoulos on the Athletic Baseball podcast, the uh, Braves GM, a week or two ago, just talking about, he's like, yeah, I mean, just look at the roster. We're still talented. I know we lost to Cunha and that sucks, but it's like, I haven't missed the playoffs when I was in Atlanta and I know we have a good shot and a good team. So it's like, why not just go for it? And he made a ton of moves at the deadline traded for like 15 outfielders. It felt like. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, they, yeah. Yeah. But it's worked out. It's worked out really well for them. I mean, granted they're also in a terrible division, but you know, and the, and the Mets sort of, uh, well, they Mets. <laughs> Mets are going to Mets for sure. Um, but that wild card in the NL now, San Diego's in, even though they have the same, uh, roughly sort of same win percentage as the, um, Reds and I don't know, I'm, I'm hoping the Reds can sneak back in there. Um, I'd love to see it. I just like, I want that. I want the Reds in the playoffs so bad. I don't know why. I mean, I've always just kind of like the, the Reds and I guess that's why. But I don't know. I just, they've just been such a fun team all year. And Joe, it's just, I think it's just Joey Vada, you know, like how many more, we don't know how many more dominant seasons he's going to have. We want to enjoy them while they last. Yeah. And Joey Votto deserves some playoff time. Yes, for sure. I want to see some Votto bombs in the post in the postseason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's about all I got in terms of standings. I don't know if you got anything else. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of, of big shuffling. It's all it's all wild card race. You know, yeah, the, exactly. the tops of the divisions are more or less gonna just be what they are for a little bit more. Um, it's it's the wild card race that's uh the real interesting stuff. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean we're almost midway through September now. It's only gonna get more and more interesting as this month comes to a close. Absolutely. But speaking of interesting, uh, wild, crazy, scary, mm-hmm. just when you thought the Red Sox outbreak was done, Chris Sale got put on the COVID IL. Yeah. And it's just, it's just tough. And I mean, as of right now, the Red Sox got that wild card spot and stuff, but it's just, I don't know. I don't want to speak anything into existence, but it just feels like, if things slip away, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's just gonna suck to look back and be like, yeah, the outbreak, you know? Yeah. It's just so hopefully they can hang on and get, I mean, Xander's back and he's looking good immediately, which was nice. But it's just been it's been rough. And some interesting news. Uh Hunter Renfro in an interview with Lou Merloni said. He's like, basically, MLB told us to stop testing and just treat the symptoms. And then Lou Marloni clearly asked him, so MLB told you to stop testing? And Hunter Renfro said, yes, which is crazy. Like, If I, that's true, that's insane. Yeah. Well, like, here's what I think. I don't think Hunter Renfro is just blatantly lying because, like, what? 
what, uh, why yeah would he, i doubt it yeah what does he have to lie i know what why motive? would you yeah i think there might just be some sort of misunderstanding of information that was passed down yeah I'm hoping and i and i'm almost I, I, you have to almost be certain that that's what it is right because i mean the first thing that i think is like no shot that the mlb is telling individual players exactly this kind of thing like that's that's a front office thing you tell the organization to stop testing so if hunter renfro heard about this it has to have come down the grapevine somehow like there's no way he was told this directly so like you yeah. have to you have to imagine that there's some level of miscommunication i you certainly hope because so. <laughs> it's just that's the man i mean but also this is a rob manford run mlb so yeah, yeah i mean yeah. Uh, yeah, no. you never could you never, be anything. You never quite know. Um, yeah, it's. But speaking of Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro had one of about as good of a night as you could have on the baseball field, just in terms of high energy, pump you up plays on Wednesday night in the Red Sox two to one win. Hunter Renfro. Earlier in the game, threw out a runner at second base for an. Yeah, I don't even know how many outfield assists he has now. I know he has the most in baseball. Then, in the eighth inning, he had a two-run home run, which was all the runs the Red Sox scored in their win. Yeah. And then he threw out the final out from like center field all the way to third base, and that was the last out ended on Hunter Renfro. It was just the Hunter Renfro day right there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's as good. It's, it's as much from a player as you could possibly want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you could have more hits and stuff, but in terms of just like, I feel like I know there's calculations for war and stuff like that. That feels that, like a it, one war game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a one war game right there. Exactly what I was thinking. Um, yeah. Um, but you had something to hear about Adam Wainwright. What he do something against the Dodgers? Oh, he's just just been really stinking good. He had <laughs> another good like it was like eight and a third innings or something against the Dodgers. Like he only gave up like two runs in a in a win, you know, against one of the best lineups in baseball. Like he's just so good. Still, it's crazy. And I, I, like I know we've talked about him, you know, a handful this year as a you know a very much a veteran pitcher but um yeah it pushed his era to sub three um that's crazy yeah and like i mean four earned runs in that but eight and a third if you're like that's that's a good ball game right there yeah it's a great ball game that's everything you want from your starter yeah exactly um and just to be and and like it's just wild to to think of that Adam Wainwright, who is uh, the the ripe age of forty, has the second most innings pitched in baseball, and a sub three ERA. Yeah, it's that's crazy. Yeah, it's no, yeah, it, it is crazy. Like, I I mean, and I'll pitching is so crazy as a whole this year but it's like i mean he's not going to win a scion but it's like you know to see where he gets on that ballot you know oh he's got he'll he'll be on the ballot for sure he has to be 
Yeah, because he would have to, in order for him to have a legitimate shot, he'd have to just, I think, by far have the most innings pitched. Yeah, he'd have to really, really go above and beyond on it. Because, yeah, like, a lot of people want the real dominance numbers, the strikeouts per nine, the FIP stuff for their Cy Young. But, and I was, that's one of the reasons why early on, I liked Lance Lynn, like, before the season started as a, as a possible dark horse Cy Young pick because I thought, oh, there's a chance where he'll just have a really good year and have way more innings than everyone. He's had some injuries, so not been able to get there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, just in the future now going forward if there's someone that's maybe not as dom- dominant but has just such a big innings gap to someone else that they, like, win a Cy Young that way. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, like if if you're a pitcher and you're, like, 20 or 30 innings over anybody else mm-hmm. if that if that really comes into play and you're still putting up good numbers obviously like if you yeah cool you pitch 250 innings but you've got an area of five that's just yeah it's not actually impressive <laughs> so speaking of pitching i'm gonna i'm gonna read a series of tweets to you right now okay right. i i enjoy both of them one of them slightly more than the other, but about we're talking about good pitching. This, this is about Jacob deGrom from Anthony DeComo on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It says, looks like Jacob deGrom is stretching out to 100 plus feet today. Um, this is for the first time, oh, for the first time in his catch progression. Mm-hmm. He had previously been at 75 feet, still probably a week away from getting on a mound, though, which is uh, the much bigger step. And then the next tweet is, when approached by reporters to discuss his progress, DeGrom hopped a fence into the stands and literally sprinted away. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the video of it too? Oh no, I did not. I didn't know there was a video. Oh yeah. It's, it's great. Uh, I don't think they caught him hopping the, like, like jumping into the stands, but you can literally just see him just like running and then just taking like the first, like a, uh, like, um, like alley, like entryway, like, and just going away. That's hilarious. I'm just imagining DeGrom sprint hopping a fence and sprinting away from reporters and they're like, hey, how's your progression? <laughs> I won't talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, that's, I just, I really enjoyed that. Uh, those series of tweets. Oh, man. But uh, I guess we'll, we got to touch on it. But unfortunately. So the Giants... Pretty remarkable. Yeah. They're the first team to hit the 50 win mark. Yep. First team to hit the 60, the 70, the 80, and now the 90 win mark. Yeah. Show, show a dominance. Last time I, I mean, not like that's not necessarily something you pay as close of attention to unless it's like your team doing it. Cause last time I remember a team doing that that many times and that many times in a row was the 2018 Red Sox, but that's still an impressive, that's an impressive stat. Yeah. It's, it's impressive, especially because at every one of those markers, people were saying like, yeah, but they're due to fall off behind the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Like at, at all of these, <laughs> except maybe now 90. I think people are finally maybe like, okay, yeah, sure. The Giants are the best team. But, you know, yeah, at at 50 wins, you know, that was still a really close division, you know, with San Diego still right up there. Um, You know, 60 and 70, it was a little more of a two-horse race. But at all of these markers, people were like, well, yeah, but can the Giants still, you know, uh, you know, is it just a phase? (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I think 
one good thing. <laughs> one the <laughs> only good thing about having Brian. No, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. Brian, great podcast host. But one of the things that I think he has been really good uh, for me is whenever I hear anyone else talk about the Giants on national media, it's go, oh yeah, the Giants, everything's gone right for them this year. And it's like, no, their MVP last year, Mike Yastrzemski, still had a solid year, but yeah, major dip. They've had a lot of injuries this year. Brandon Belt having a, a great year, injuries. Evan Longoria was having a career year, injured. And it's like, I mean, in terms of winning, yes, everything's gone their way. But like they they say, like, oh, everything's gone the Giants' way. You know, Dodgers have been hurt. All these other teams have been hurt. Braves, stuff like that. No, Giants have been hurt too. They just, yeah. but they powered through it and been able. And like, yeah, yeah, it's just been interesting to hear that narrative for the Giants, which I just think is false. Yeah, it it is a little ridiculous. And, and yeah, that is something that, yeah, usually, you know, fans of a team will pick that up. They'll, they'll pick up the like media, like storyline or bias. Um, yeah. I, I feel it super hard as a saints fan. Cause that's been the saints for the last like seven years. <laughs> Cause it's just like, Oh yeah. You know, yeah, you know, saints either got lucky or just like people don't care about them. Yeah. And the Giants, it kind of felt that way this year. They were allowed, they got lucky. But like you don't you don't luck into 92 wins. Yeah, it, it's you're right. You are right. And like especially when you just look at the run differential too. It's like sure their run differential is a lot uh lower than the Dodgers, but it's still like what yeah. the tied for the second best in all of baseball. It's like Oh, third best in all of baseball. And they're just, yeah. Yeah. As as much as it pains me to say, put some respect on the Giants and me. <laughs> no, I and now and now Giants we can fun. proceed to not talk about them again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about something that'll make me happy. Did you yeah. see Gary Sanchez's tag on Jonathan VR this week? Uh tag in in quote in quotes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i've seen some bad catcher tags i complained about it a few podcasts ago the red Sox over the years have had some ugly throw home i mean great throws home but then ugly tags like catchers but that is as bad as it gets he's like getting out of vr's way on purpose it It was like he was yeah i don't i it's hard i I don't know no i got nothing i got nothing for what gary i don't know what his strategy was i don't know what was going through his head <laughs> like oh man that guy's running towards you better get out of his way yeah well that guy's going hey, well, well that guy's going real fast <laughs> <laughs> hey whoa man come on you almost hit me <laughs> which i think uh yeah i think that's all i got to say about that tag but segues me into the runner up fact of the week i'll get to the fact of the week after the runner-up fact of the week is that the yankees have lost six games against the orioles this season and no other team has lost more than four games and Mm -hmm. side note 
the Red Sox started their year by literally getting swept in a three-game series to the Orioles. <laughs> it was before before they were uh, outed to be bad. <laughs> yeah, this is when we were convincing ourselves that you know maybe Matt Harvey's going to do something. <laughs> yeah, man, maybe, maybe the Orioles, maybe this is their year. <laughs> the dark diet rises. Yeah, Trey Mancini is he's going to going to. I mean, he's Trey's still solid, but he's not. I mean, Trey's not putting up 813 runs to, you know, even up that run differential. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Jays are potentially gonna gonna give the Yankees a run for their money on that one. So, I think the Jays have now lost five to the Orioles. So. Oh no! Oh no! no. Well, no. Well, they're winning right now, so well, that's good. But that's you know. Good. Still not. Uh, it, look, it's not ideal. They lost to the Orioles yesterday. Yeah, they, I mean the Jays went eight straight and lose to the Orioles. Just, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sometimes you just get to lose to. Yeah, I mean every team right. is every, a major league baseball team. They are yeah, exactly. They are all major league baseball teams. And that is um, true. yeah, but yeah, that leads me to my actual fun fact of the week, and this might be the fun fact of the year. Okay, I'm ready. The starting battery. Of the uh, American yes. League All Star team now have a combined 40 or 46, 86 home runs on the year. Yeah. Because it's Otani and Perez. Wild. That's insane. Think about it. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, they are, they are, yeah. Shohei and Salvador Perez are one and three, respectively, on top of the home run leaderboard right now. Yeah, that's a, I mean, whatever that ends up as, I mean, I know you're never supposed to say this, especially in, when it comes to baseball, but like, that's a record that's never going to get broken, whatever that ends at. No, yeah, no shot. Because like, yeah, that's, it's I, crazy. I think, I know I'm not, I'm not meaning this in a negative way at all. I still see great years ahead of us in the Shohei Otani sphere. But I feel like this has got to be the best we're going to get from Otani, right? It can't get better. Like, it can get the same as this or near this again. But no way it gets better than this, right? I want, but I want it to get better. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? Can you imagine if it gets better? But how's it going to get better if he hits 50 bombs, maybe steals 30 bags? <laughs> and like, oh, my god! I want to see Shohei turn into Barry Bonds at the plate. And then... I don't know who else, who a pitcher doesn't matter, but I want to yeah just uh, keep doing it, please. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna stop, but I just like I don't know if he could reach this height again. It's just been so good. Yeah, but um yeah, and then freaking Perez, I don't even know what the record for single season record for catchers is in home runs, but I'm sure he's getting close. He's probably right? close. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's at 42 right now. Um. No, like still with that OBP, as we talked about, probably not. Yeah, he's not going to finish at like one of the best offensive seasons for a catcher, but maybe no. one of the best home run seasons for a catcher. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, the power has absolutely been there. Also, I want to say something real quick. I was listening to uh Athletic Baseball podcast, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah, as you do. Um, and they brought up, the, one of them was like, I heard someone ask, oh, is Salvador Perez going to be a Hall of Famer? And then they were so quick to dismiss that, which I but, guess. But like to say no? 
to say no. Hmm. Which like, and I get it there, you know, the writers and stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. But, and like, when you just, I mean, like his, his career OBP is like barely above 300 and they're like, that's not a hall of famer, but I don't know. Like, I still just think that the criteria for catchers is just a little different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just been a generation defining catcher defensively. And then, you know, what if he puts together two or maybe even three more seasons, you know, similar to this, where he's got that, uh, you know, above 800 OPS sort of thing going on. Yeah. Maybe the offense numbers are there too, but I don't know. I just, like he's not a first ballot, but like I could see him sneaking in there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's not like a like a no doubter. Yeah. You know. I, I just thought it was, I don't know. And I guess I'm not the biggest Hall of Fame nerd person. Mm-hmm. But just I don't know. I could I could see him getting in there, you know? Yeah. I mean, I could see it happening. I, look, I mean, there's a lot of worse players in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like so. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, um, I just like, I don't know. For me, when I think of the Hall of Fame, kind of, I think about just like players that really define generations and you're looking at them and stuff like that. And Salvador Perez for this generation was like the catcher. And like, I don't know, the thing is, especially with how the modern game is changing and stuff like that. And there's, I don't know, catchers are not playing as many games, not yeah. getting as many at bats. Like if Salvador Perez isn't a Hall of Fame catcher, how going into the future, I don't know if we're gonna have many Hall of Fame catchers like past Buster Posey. You know, who's gonna play enough? I was about to say that because I like you were like this generation's catcher. And I was just like, oh, Brian's gonna not like that. Oh no, yeah. (laughs) You know, because uh I I would also put Posey higher. But oh yeah, Posey's higher, but I just I think I'm I without saying it, I meant like the AL side of things. Sure, sure, sure. Um yeah, I don't know. It seems it seems it seems crazy that yeah, if uh, yeah, if Salvador Perez never makes Hall of Fame, hmm, I don't know. I mean, because he's still probably got a you know a few good years left, so yeah, yeah. we'll see. And he's shown he's shown he could still do it, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, sure. and it's not like he's that old. He's like what yeah. 31, 32? Let me check. Um... He's definitely in his 30s. Yeah. I know that for sure. He is 31. Yeah. Oh. He's got plenty of time to be 20 more years. In 20 go- <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Speaking of Hall of Fame, Larry Walker loves SpongeBob. That he does. <laughs> the man likes SpongeBob. Though this time it was much more classy. It was just a nice little pin yeah, on his suit. Though I saw his uh spongebob shirt is now in the hall of fame that he wore where it belongs (laughs) clearly could you imagine not having it in the hall of fame what a joke imagine just 40 years in the future a kid being like daddy what is that (laughs) what is that you say, hold on, no, no, you say that like SpongeBob won't be relevant in 40 years. How dare you? <laughs> or just like, not maybe what is that, but like, 
why is that <laughs> why <here>? is that here <laughs> okay that's that might be a little more fair <laughs> <laughs> well son uh yeah, let me I tell really you about larry know. walker yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's good no it's 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 good to see uh something less uh you know serious yeah yeah that's uh yeah, full show. But what was I going to... We can talk about future Hall of Famer, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Oh, yeah. This week joined the 40 Home Run Club with Shohei and Salvador Perez. Um, yeah, they're, they're now the three the three players at 40, uh, 40 plus home runs. And uh, Marcus Simeon is close. He's at 38, which is wild. Yeah. Which is, yeah, also, not that I have any war trivia today, but I I know we had some war games in the past, and I decided that for future reference, I'm switching to Fangraphs War just because it's better. Yes, correct. And Marcus Simeon tied for the lead in baseball with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in war. Yeah, just, how yeah. how wild is that? That the, the, the two the two best players by war are on the same team, and that team and is in fourth the, place. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's it's we're the angels. No. <laughs> yeah, that that is crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, Simeon just having an unreal, unreal season. Yeah, for sure. Um what was I gonna? Oh, I remember one thing that I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. I remember last week when we were talking about September and it only being a 28 man roster in September now. Yes. I mentioned that I was an advocate of having more open roster spots, maybe not opening up to all 40, though. I mm. guess I necessarily don't super hate it being all 40 either. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned the one thing is that. I compared it to soccer and how soccer yes. you could have five substitutes, but still only take up three stoppages to do yes. those five substitutes. Yes. And yes. there's nothing like that in baseball. However, I realized that I was wrong because oh. since the everything changed, right? And last time we had 40 man rosters in September, there was no three batter minimum. Yeah. There's a three true. batter minimum right now. And though you'd still see way more pitching changes, if you opened it up more, I don't think it would be, obviously it wouldn't be the same as it was last time we saw 40 man rosters in September. Mm -hmm. So Mm. I don't know. I just wanted to, I thought about that and I was like, Oh, there is kind of something. Yeah. There is at least some limitation to uh, how many times you can swap players or at least how frequently you can swap players. Also, what have you thought of the three batter minimum since being implemented? Um, I like it. I wish we lived in a world where it didn't have to be implemented. Like, I wish managers would just quit with the this pitcher for one batter thing. I hate that. I think it's dumb. Um, I think that that's just a sign that you're not a good pitcher if you can only pitch against same sided batters or only certain batters, you're just not that good. Um, 
So I don't, I don't like that. It's uh, that it, that the MLB felt it was necessary to force a three batter minimum, but I, I don't mind it. I think that it's, I think it's fine. I think it forces, it forces pitchers to, uh, you know, actually pitch. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's funny when it got announced, I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. We're getting rid of strategy in the game and since it's been implemented i've been like that was actually kind of cool <laughs> and like yeah it's just been i think it's been cool for like teams like the giants as well who are like you know love just seven guys in and out um and it's been fun i remember well my first experience with the rule was because it was implemented in 2020 2020 obviously didn't start when it right. was supposed to but MLB The Show 2020 still came out. And so I was playing games in that with a three batter minimum. And I was like, oh, this is different. And it's interesting. I kind of like it. I'm, I could be more aggressive with my pinch hitting when they bring in a new pitcher because I know. You might that, have to face it. Yeah. You know? And it, so, yeah, I've actually, I've enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. I thought I was going to hate it forever. But now I'm like, yeah, this fits. This fits in baseball. Yeah, that's why I never, I didn't even think about the, uh, yeah, that pinch hitting side of it. I just thought totally of the, uh, yeah, pitchers quit being a bunch of losers or managers quit being a bunch of losers. <laughs> um, I, I mean, yeah, there was a point where I get it. Like there is strategy in that. And I understand, you know, maybe this pitcher pitches better against those people. But like, yeah, I, I hated the, uh, we bring in one pitcher to strike, to strike out or get out one guy and then we just pull him. I, it's so stupid to me yeah for sure um but another thing that i wanted to um highlight just because i don't know if we've talked about him at all this year on this podcast which is crazy to think about mm-hmm. but fun fact for everyone listening Juan Soto is very good at baseball. <laughs> no, no way. Juan Soto. Still? Yes, still. <laughs> Believe it or not, even, even in his old age. Uh, Juan Soto, he's got, a, he's got a 303 batting average. I know you're saying whatever, that's boring. Uh, 25 homers, 82 RBI, but a baseball... Major League Baseball leading 450 on base percentage, which is just vomit inducing. <laughs> he, he draws walks like no one else. Yeah. He's got and, amazing play discipline. Yeah. And you just, yeah, you hope the Nationals can sort of return to sort of more competitiveness, competitiveness soon. Yeah, put some bats around him so he could get a, little, a few more pitches to hit and slug a little bit more. But still, it's been a just another Hall of Fame type season for Juan Soto, um, and just one that's gonna go underappreciated for a good reason too. I mean, the Nationals haven't really done much. Yeah, you're on a team that's not at the top right now, and there are also other players who have just been playing a little better no yeah and then also in the middle of the year when the nationals were a little closer to the playoff race that's when kyle schwerber was doing his thing yeah 
hitting home runs every game. So kind of taking a little bit of the limelight away from Juan Soto. Yeah. But yeah, just oh yeah, just 450 on base. Next closest is Bryce Harper with 419. Yeah, who I've I've personally brought up a couple of times because I feel like he is getting ignored as well. Yeah, I mean, and he's right in there in that MVP race. Um, I mean, running out of time and the cushion's a little big between Phillies and the Braves, but yeah, yeah. I think if I don't know for me personally, I guess I'd have to look at it a little closer. But just going off of feel right now, if the Phillies sneak into the playoffs, Bryce Harper is my MVP. Yeah, I think we I think we talked about that uh, either you know a couple weeks ago or whenever, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of inclined to agree. Like, if the Phillies somehow, yeah, pull off an NL East, you know, division winning season off the back of Harper, that's, uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That'd be, that'd it'd be, be wild. But, uh, what are you going to say? No, I was just saying, uh, that'd just be crazy. And speaking of MVP, I had a, I had a, just an interesting thought yeah. earlier this week. And that being, who is the non-obvious MVP on your favorite team? So not like just the first guy, but maybe the second or third place guy. Because as we mentioned with Vlad. And, I, I think and I could go as far as like fifth or sixth place I'll guy. I'll take and, it. You I know, like it. Because like, yeah, if yeah. we're talking about non-obvious team MVP, right? I think the top three for the Jays are pretty obvious. Yes. Like it's, it's Guerrero, Simeon, Robbie Ray. Yes. It's, it's those three. And then after that, it maybe gets a little bit more interesting, right? I think that if you take just the small sample and impact, maybe George Springer, even though he's not played very much and he is hurt, or no, he played today, but he like got hurt again like a, like a couple of days ago. Um, he's you know constantly injury prone this year. Um, but yeah, like when when Springer's been playing, he has been fantastic. He's been so good. Um, but yeah, as far as the non-obvious ones, um, is a little tougher because um, I you know you want to pick people who've actually played <laughs> a little bit mm. more. Um, but it's probably Teoscar Hernandez. Yep, that's a good call. You know, I, he's had a dang good year. And yeah, uh, I remember, yeah, I think the very first episode you were on, actually, I posed the question, are we going to look back on this year and say Teoscar Hernandez was the MVP of the team? And obviously, the answer to that question is no, but he still put up a fantastic year. As you yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's because uh, the guy that I said would be looked at as the MVP of the team uh, was has been out for like the whole year, <laughs> yeah. and he's just now maybe coming back. So, maybe. you know, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, you're like I'm never making predictions again. <laughs> yeah, never again. No, he actually, uh, yeah, whatever. He uh, hit his last. This is a uh, uh, Julian Mer- Merriweather. In case uh, anybody uh, forgot or you know was didn't know who I had picked for the MVP. Yeah. Uh, for the Jays, um, his last appearance. He actually played uh, yesterday uh, in the loss against the Orioles. He actually got pinned with the loss, which is a little bit sad. He 
It was his first appearance. Um, so that is September 10th. When do you think was the last time Julian Merriweather pitched this season? May 3rd. April 13th. Oh my God. <laughs> so it was like right after. Yeah. It was like the very beginning of the season. He just has not played. So you're like MVP. And then the next day, yeah, he was just like gone forever. Yeah. Which is a shame because he pitched really well. Jeez. His his season stats, he's been in five games. He's pitched five innings. But he looked so good in spring training and so good at the end of last season. And his first appearance of the season, I remember, against the Yankees looked real good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. No, still him. He's still the MVP. Uh, but yeah, it, it's of of the non-obvious ones. Um, it's probably to Oscar Hernandez. Um, ah, or maybe... Uh, or maybe Alex Manoa for the that midseason jolt in the starting in the starting rotation, but that's uh, a good know. shout right there too. Yeah, Alex Manoa has been he's been great. I keep I think I keep forgetting and calling him Alex, and his name is not Alex. It's Alec. 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 Alec Manoa. We we appreciate the correction. Yeah. Um. For yeah. The, how about how about the uh, Red Sox? For the Red Sox, well, it's funny. Like, I was going back and forth. In terms of this week, it's definitely not the not obvious. But, mm-hmm. I mean, going into the season, someone that you wouldn't have thought might be the under-the-radar MVP is Hunter Renfro. But he's, I mean, said it, 8.33 OPS on the year, leads baseball and outfield assists. But I, I do think he's been getting a lot of hype from Red Sox fans. Um, you know, obvi- the obvious name is Devers, and then Bogart's right with him. Yeah, Rafi Big Scoops. Biggie Scoops. And, well, and it's not like, like, I don't think a lot of people who aren't Red Sox fans or AL East fans know how great Nathan Yavaldi's been this year. He's been very good. Like, 357 ERA, very solid, 160. Uh, three and two thirds innings pitch and a two, eight, six fifth, which is crazy to think about. Um, he's just been a horse for them all year. Um, also quick shout out one time recently, he, uh, he officially marked 10 years of major league service time for him, uh, which is like, I don't know how many people have gotten 10 years of major league service time after two Tommy Johns, but so shout out to, <laughs> shout out to nasty Nate. Um, so those are some names I want to throw out, but I think I'm going to actually go with Garrett Whitlock, um, out of the bullpen, 67 and two thirds innings pitched so far, one, eight, six ERA, two, six, seven, FIP two a two fifty six ERA plus just come out, given them multiple inning appearances, been nasty with the slider and the changeup this year, uh, rule five draft pick from the Yankees of all teams. Um, I know going forward, he's someone that they plan on having in their rotation, but he's just been an incredible piece out of the bullpen for the Red Sox. So he's my, you know, non-obvious MVP. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, the, what national media wouldn't tell you. 
Yes. Um, well, and, and uh, a sneaky one. He's missed. He's only played fifty three games this year. But Christian Arroyo, like, it was, he has six home runs this year, and I feel like every single one of them was like a clutch late home run that got everyone fired up. So that was yeah. fun to see. Oh, speaking of uh, clutch uh, late home runs and players who have not played a lot this year, um, the uh, the Blue Jays in the first game of their doubleheader uh, today, they just finished it. Uh, they they won. They had a se- they had a, a four run seventh inning, and uh, George Springer two run home run to get the lead. He, he just stole the MVP from Teoscar. <laughs> and uh, and some and funny enough, how, how many games did you say uh, Arroyo's played? He has played fifty three. Springer's played in 58. Oh, wow. so very similar. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, Springer just gives that team a whole different energy. I mean, they're a beast lineup yeah. without him too, but just adding Springer to it, just, I don't know, for me at least, gives it such a different dimension. Yeah, it's a, it's a terrifying lineup. <laughs> it really is. That's, that, yeah. that, that group, that batting group is just wild. And I remember going into things like thinking, because in the middle of the season, this Red Sox bullpen just looked phenomenal. But uh, injury, a couple or two injuries, and then COVID has just wiped it out. And I remember thinking they got a bunch of nasty righty arms, but now some of those arms have either gotten COVID or they've had to been be overworked because the other arms got COVID. Got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... Yeah. I remember thinking, oh, yeah, like, I mean, the Yankees and the Blue Jays are good, but both kind of really right-handed heavy. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, you know, the Red Sox bullpen could kind of nullify them, but now it's... Yeah, the, the Jays are very, very right-hand heavy. The Jays have, like, three lefty pitchers, like, in the whole roster. <laughs> One of them is Robbie Ray. <laughs> yes, who got into a bit of a shouting match uh, with... <laughs> with the Orioles. Yeah, with the Orioles. Uh, uh, yeah, entertaining to say the least. Yeah, maybe don't play that clip. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to play that one. You can seek it out for yourself. Like Robbie Ray yells at Orioles. Uh, I had Orioles yell at Robbie Ray. <laughs> yeah, that was more of it. It was, it was more of that one. It was a little bit of both. <laughs> but at least they yelled at each other and didn't uh, throw pitches at each other like they did uh, to freddie freeman sean nolan shout out for throwing a ball at throwing two pitches at freddie freeman what's wrong with you don't do that yeah and like oh well he's just he's just having juan soto's back because juan soto got hit the night before how about you have juan soto's back by just pitching a good ball game you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah i have always hated this idea of like retaliation via plunking batters i think it's super stupid i think a much better retaliation is a good strikeout you know like it's it's so dumb i I, I don't like the retaliation hitting batters and i really don't like it when it's it's freddie freeman (laughs) don't hit freddie freeman yeah, that should be one of the rules in baseball. Automatic suspension if you hit Freddie Freeman. Yeah, I mean, I mean it should. The, I think the only way that you, can, uh, that you don't get suspended for hitting Freddie Freeman is if you meet him as he's walking to first base and you give him a hug and you apologize sincerely. You say, 
sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he'd pat you on the head and say, it's okay. It's okay, sir. I know you didn't meet it. Because <laughs> yeah, he's that, that nice. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess I'm just, I'm just maybe too nice of a guy, you know? Because <laughs> I know one of my favorite pitchers of all time and one of the greatest pitchers of all time, Pedro Martinez, mm-hmm. was a guy who would hit people on purpose. You know, you would throw, you know, if a pitcher hit one of his guys, he was going to go out there, throw out someone and go, look, that's what happens if you mess up going inside. And yeah. I understand kind of where he's coming from, you know, trying to, and I'm not saying don't back people off the plate. Like oh, absolutely. you throw inside. And sometimes you throw really inside to back them off the plate. That's Give part them a of warning it, but just shot. like intentionally throwing at someone's body is not okay under any circumstances like yeah i think it's a remnant of old baseball and it needs to die (laughs) yeah um i've just never been a fan of it uh like also i think it needs to die now more than ever as pitchers are throwing harder (laughs) than ever before (laughs) yeah let's let's normalize pitchers just if they don't like a guy putting their glove down and just going, Hey, let's fight. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Heck yeah. Give me the hockey brawls. No. How about pitchers? <laughs> do they just throw their glove at the batter instead of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Just, you know what? Maybe. Yeah. Just hopefully no one ever throws a helmet again after that Bryce Harper horrible helmet throw. <laughs> <laughs> Look, helmets are weird shaped things. They're hard to throw, you know. I had a I had a hypothesis about that. Uh-huh. Um, that being that Bryce Harper mid-helmet throw realized this is probably not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth committing. And just like that thought made it just slip out of his hands and thankfully because that could have been real ugly oh yeah yeah it's uh it, yeah, maybe don't yeah throw helmets at people maybe just don't throw at people just don't yeah just don't do that don't throw things at people isn't that something you get told when you're like six <laughs> don't yeah, throw things I'm, at people. I'm a baseball player i gotta throw things at people yeah whatever but I'm, I'm, it'll be interesting to maybe talk to Brian next week if he's back ever from golfing uh, about mm-hmm. that. See how he feels about one throwing day. at people. One day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, I can't really think about what else I got. I know what next time we do a podcast, it'll be September 18th. Yeah, oh, also, there. fun way at the end of it. Yeah. If you couldn't tell, we were recording this on Saturday instead of Sunday. Yeah. So if anything cool happened Sunday, we missed out on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apologies for not being perfect. Being able to Indeed. see into the future to know yes. that, uh, you know, something wild happened. Anyone who knows me listened early on to my Rowdy Telez Vlad Jr. prediction knows that knows i cannot that we, see into the future or, yeah or by julian merriweather prediction yeah. <laughs> knows that we are incapable of seeing let, let alone a week into the future maybe like an hour into the future <laughs> yeah 
we're just not good at it. It turns out it's just not a power we possess. Yes, we'll give you well thought out guesses with facts to back them up, but they will probably be wrong. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will do our own research, but uh, our research not great. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Surface level at best. Exactly. And, oh man. But other than that, I think I'm good for this episode. What about you? Yeah, uh, it's uh, I got nothing else. Um, yeah, hopefully Brian, you know, decides to uh, to come back to us. Um, we miss him. We do as a, miss as him a single tear rolls down my face. Yes. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for next week. Hopefully, we'll have more Giants bullpen talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening. Um, Later. See you.